yeah. Listen, we're the greasiest fucking podcast on the internet. Don't ever try to take that. Away I don't from know us. about that. I mean, Devin Faraci probably has a podcast. So. Yeah, <laughs> he has two yeah. podcasts: a oh, Star shit. Wars podcast and a Marvel podcast. Oh my god, that's fucked up. Y- you would think not even one would be allowed, but yeah. here we are. They think I thought I found they took out, your podcasting license away if you got canceled. I found out one of the uh, movie critics I followed stopped being a movie critic because she was so furious that uh, Sex Pest Devin Faraci was making like you know three times the amount that she was, and oh. she was just like, "Fuck you, pigs! I'm out of here!" And it's just like enough, enough. It was enough to make me renew my my hatred once again, which is right. what I live for. <laughs> Reese has completed the purification <laughs> ritual to renew his hatred of Devin Faraci. He's bathed in the hate. The fountain it sustains of, him. The crystal fountain of hatred that's, that gives us, him his powers, his podcasting powers. We should be envious. Oh. Many people could only dream of even sipping from the fountain of hatred that Reese <laughs> <that he's> bathed <laughs> in. <laughs> It's hard work to nurture this kind of really unhealthy uh, <laughs> connection to a human being I have not met. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm your host, Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. Hey, hey! And Kay. Ah! <laughs> I just gonna say, ah! <laughs> yeah. All right, and today... Today is going to be, I, I, I fear we have something of a bummer lined up for today. Um, because as of recording this, we are now on like day two of what I can only describe as the, the IGN tweeting about support for Palestine saga. Which, <laughs> uh, if we had recorded just like one day earlier might have been like a celebration of uh there finally being ethics and gaming journalism but um as of now not. yeah as of now well we'll get into it but basically the tweet has been taken down the article has been removed and n- nothing good is allowed to flourish in this world for more than 24 hours well let's let's start at the top right uh, as as we all know uh, Meltdown May exploded onto the international stage uh, mm-hmm. with the IDF account defending insane. This this is how uh, most of the people in Palestine see it as a through the lens of Twitter, um, <laughs> and they they have been just embarrassingly trying to defend, just like blowing up uh, the AP, just innocent children it is an awful awful state i can give a little bit of an overview of the situation although i frankly have just been like everyone else doom scrolling and react reacting to what i can only describe as like a a wall of horrors um unprecedented evil yeah gremlin behavior and as far as i can tell what set this off was there is a uh, a Muslim um, holiday that was being celebrated in Palestine. Uh, Kay, do you how, do you know any more info about this? Are you, because I 
you know, I don't know how to read. And Kay, I, oh. we rely on you to be our, our, mem our sole member who knows how to read. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, no, I, I believe that um, this, this kicked off on Eid. That's oh, correct, yes, that's right. Yeah. But my understanding from tweets I have read, I, I didn't go into mm. this uh, with a lot of research on the topic because I'm a big dummy. Right. But my understanding is that Netanyahu is using this to basically kind of uh, amass his power back. I, I, I don't know exactly what's happening but but maybe he's going out of office something like that I, I i don't know i did not prepare to talk about the actual important exactly. part of this the video game part of this is <laughs> this is a I, video game podcast exactly right? yeah well but we're not i definitely want to put that out front that if, if you want this is not the podcast to listen to if you want like an actual good overview of the situation happening because yes. <laughs> uh I, I i speak for reese and myself when i say we are two complete idiots and k i don't know <laughs> if we want to be like semi semi idiots but you you are uh, certainly i i would imagine probably more plugged into like the the real politics side of this than than we are um, uh maybe but i think semi idiot is a fair title i'll, I'll accept that <laughs> Well, I think the important thing to just note is that there, there's just the obvious aggression of, of Israel against Palestine yeah. uh, is, is the kind of underlying thing. Is, and they're, they're just making the dumbest excuses about it um, because that's just what they do because they believe they should be there and Palestinians shouldn't. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and to get this right off the bat, like uh, this podcast does not recognize the legitimacy of Israel, which I'm sure will be a devastating Correct. blow. To Netanyahu and the IDF, uh, they were lying. They on won't us. recover. No. I, I really appreciate that we're headed to the next tier of episode that might get us assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the Jeffrey Epstein episode didn't, I don't think this will either. What has prompted this conversation is essentially the fact that, in solidarity with the Pal Palestinian people, IGN and several other gaming news outlets tweeted out their support and created an article of links to charities and organizations you can donate to help out the Palestinian people. This is huge because we've never seen um, a good take mm -hmm. from video game journalists before. So this is a really big, uh, a really big development. Yeah. And considering that literally every like Western outlet with a platform, like IGN is a huge website mm -hmm. and it, it, it was probably the biggest show of support out there, like uh, in the West. Yeah, more integrity than actual, actual news sites have, because mm -hmm. Reese briefly alluded, alluded to this earlier, but yeah, one of the things that the IDF did is that they, they fucking blew up one of the tallest, like, residential and office buildings in fucking Palestine. And inside of the building were the offices for the Associated Press. And, yeah. hey, oh my fucking God, the fucking press release when, like, the AP, <laughs> like, fucking reported on, like, their own offices being blown up. Like, let me see if I can, like, find it. It was a couple of days ago, but it was... Oh, here it is. Breaking. Israeli airstrike flattens high-rise building that houses the Associated Press, Al Jazeera, and other media in Gaza City about an hour after evacuation order. Yeah, and th that really stands out because obviously the Associated Press is a U.S.-based sort of news network. 
um, and they had been doing a shit ton of legwork defending Israel throughout the the past week of, of fucking airstrikes and child murdering in Palestine. Mm. Um, so they've been doing a lot of no, yeah, it's cool. They probably were terrorists. Don't worry about the body count. Um, mm. And just kind of you know parroting the 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 pro-Israel line on things, and then yeah, they get their fucking headquarters blown up. But uh, no, it's it's so deeply cucked that that after that they were still just like, well, we don't want to be mean about it. Yeah, I guess you had to blow up all our stuff. <laughs> yeah, give yeah, us an hour to get everyone out of the building. Thanks. The me... fact that IGN.com, whose bread and butter are articles like top five video game titties on the PlayStation <laughs> 5, it, it, it was able to be uh, less cucked than a organization that was bombed. Just like total wussy shit to, to not even be like, don't, don't do that, please. Like, don't. <laughs> this is bad when you hurt the people in our profession. You know, yeah. or threaten or, or threaten them. They're just like, well, we're 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 sorry for being in the building you bombed. Oh my god! And mm. it's like uh, other journalists who are at least a little more to the left did come out to condemn it. Um, but any even slightly right wing journalist was just like, you guys shouldn't have been in there with terrorists. It's pretty sus that the building was full of terrorists. AP, mm. like immediately just regurgitating the the IDF excuse. In individual journalists have been better, but no, no organization, no platform has stood no. up for for it. Which we saw when uh, that reporter uh, got absolutely butchered <laughs> in Saudi Arabia, and most mm. everybody was just like, "Well, you know, it happens." Mm. I yeah. mean, they were. To be fair, they were mad about that, but not enough for things to change at all. Like we just went back yeah. to like. It's however many months away from that event occurring, and now I, I don't think that they're... Beyond, like, the usual couple articles about, you know, Saudi Arabia's human rights violations, nothing changed. Yeah. We're still selling them tons of weapons. We're still... We're still basically endorsing their war in Yemen, you know? It's just like... Mm -hmm. The media just, like, they just got bored. And that's, like... That is, like, the for-profit media in a nutshell. It's like, they can't dedicate themselves to any fucking cause because they got to sell fucking mags and the same story over and over again is just not interesting they, they yeah. were mad in in the same in in the way that they were basically yelling listen if you kill 11 or 12 more reporters <laughs> we're gonna have to do something about this it was it's <laughs> gonna it was be a so petition mm -hmm. yeah our next article doing propaganda for your government will be 10% less positive. <laughs> no more free yeah. copies of the Sunday edition of the New York Times to the royal family. That's right. Ooh. That's right. Fucking show, fucking show them. Oh, man. Oh, my fucking God. Speaking about, like, the press, have you seen, like, edits to the Grey Lady? Like, holy shit. <laughs> Edits to the Grey Lady, you know, you always know, but it's dark to see the actual, the actual oh, edit. It's fucking yeah. insane. Let me see. I'm just, I'm scrolling through like all the things that I've retweeted, which is a lot. It's been a, it's been a busy couple of days. Here, here's one that I wanted to, I wanted to talk about. This is from editing the Grey Lady at NYT underscore diff. Yeah. And so I'm going to read the, I'm going to read the original title first. And then I'm going to read, like, the new title, all right? 
The police entered the compound and fired rubber-tipped bullets. Anger was already building in response to the looming expulsion of several Palestinian families from their home in the city. All right, that's the original title. That's, that's red and uh, crossed out. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the new title. Gaza militants fired rockets towards Jerusalem and the Israeli police fought with Palestinian protesters in an escalation of violence after a week of increasing tensions. Jesus fucking Christ. Literally framing it and that like, oh yeah, yeah. They, did they just fire rockets towards Jerusalem? No, no provocation there. No, no reason. They were just like, yeah, we hate Israel. We're going to fire rockets at them for no reason. And then like the noble poli- Israeli police force fought with protesters protesting what what were they protesting yeah. were they yeah. protesting rockets being fired towards D- jerusalem i don't think so because otherwise would you fire on them it's like they they literally chopped and mixed it to make it look like israel is responding to a, a situation that had nothing to do with them this has kind of been the strategy for um for, for Israel's PR, which is what the New York Times often is, let's be honest. Um the worst fucking it, website. The worst fucking oh, outlet ever. It's it's horrendous. Absolutely. But it's always been about just being like there's this mysterious aggression coming from from Palestine. We could mm-hmm. we couldn't possibly know what their problem is, but we are simply responding to it. We are we have a right to defend ourselves. Uh, no. As they, you know, fucking demolish people's homes and their their border seems to just keep growing somehow. And burst into, like, uh, a temple on, like, yeah. a holy day to shoot people with rubber-tipped bullets. Like, maybe that has something to do with, like, the rockets and the protests? Maybe? No, couldn't be. And honestly, when you see stuff like this, it's like, you just realize, like, the media, the media is just, like, complete trash. It is, like, literally the enemy of the truth in like 90% yeah. of cases. Absolutely. And it's, I think it's extra grotesque that this was done on Eid uh, as well. Cause it's, that's uh, it's a very celebratory day after like a month of, of fasting for Ramadan, which I, I probably couldn't fucking do, but you know, Eid is the day when that ends and everyone can fucking can party and, and eat what they want and stuff and, and do all the things they've been uh, sort of uh, depriving themselves of for a full month. So it's, I, I don't know, to turn that into into a, a catalyst for just a week of fucking ridiculous violence, that just strikes me as extra disgusting. Yeah, and it was deliberate, too. Of course it fucking was. <laughs> We're getting even more into the weeds on, like, how fucking disgusting and awful this situation is and how basically... This whole fucking situation, it has 100% backing from, like, the United States government and, like, every single media outlet, which is, yeah. which is just fucking insane. And I, I think that there's, like, there's another fucking, tw- like, a fucking tweet, like, three days ago from President Biden saying, As the holy month of Ramadan comes to an end, Jill and I send our warmest greetings to all those celebrating Eid. And uh, billions of dollars of weapons to Israel. Uh, I added that part. May you be well <laughs> yeah. throughout the year. Oh my God! It's it's much the same here in the UK. This is, this well, is Democrats, yeah. right? It just like we celebrate. We're gonna celebrate Ramadan with you. Have a happy Eid or whatever. And then 
behind their backs just selling weapons to Israel. And then I think President Biden also said some shit like reaffirming the United States commitment to Israel and whatever bullshit. Yeah. It really is just like, we, we just live in like a fucking nightmare country. Yeah, it's fucking, it's gross. The, the UK is the same, even uh, labor leader Keir Starmer, uh, mm. completely uh, in bed with Israel. No real concern <laughs> about what's going on. I'm not sure if, if he's even made a fucking statement. Let me, I don't know if he's, he's bothered to say shit. Mm. Let's have a little, let's have a quick little peeky here. Uh, has he said anything? I'm scrolling back further and further, and he, my man does not tweet very much. Oh man! <laughs> Speaking of statements, you, you'd have to say something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he made like a a, a totally like bog standard uh, happy eat everyone post uh, on the day, and there has been absolutely no mention, at least on his account, from uh, about any of the violence. So great job, fuckface. Awesome. And of course, um, previous labor leader Corbyn has been at pro-Palestine demonstrations speaking and, and, and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, supporting in any way uh, marginalized people. I mean, uh, he's, while, he's, while our wet boy just kind of stays quiet. Yeah, I mean, he's been consistent on that front for like fucking 50 years. Like that, that old picture of him getting arrested by like join this picket sign on him. <laughs> um, oh, hey, you know what, actually, guys, um, on his page nine hours ago, he has made one uh, almost related statement, Keir Starmer, that is, which mm -hmm. is in the UK, there was a car covered in Palestinian flags that apparently was shouting like anti-Semitic shit that was driving around. Oh, yeah. Um, ev everyone on the right has been parodying this, the story of this one car and being like, look, the pro-Palestine people do just hate Jews. Um, so, of course, Keir Starmer has retweeted that to condemn mm. it. Uh, no condemnation yet of Israel killing, like, how many How many people? What's the fucking body count just from this past week? Like, it, it, over a hundred. Is it? Oh, my God. Last time. I think so. Probably. It, it, I'm, whatever we say, I mean, it's going to go up. <laughs> there, for all we know, there might not even be in Israel by the time I finish editing this podcast. I, I know we we all toss around the word psyop so often, but I that is such a even if it happened, you know, just uh, amplifying, just waiting for the right person to amplify is the perfect thing because the the anti-Semitism argument is as just rampant in the UK, but yeah. you see it everywhere online even i read something uh people criticizing starmer just for being in the same party as uh corbin like bearing some responsibility for the the violence that's occurring just like just totally disconnected from reality and it's just like any any criticism of the murder of children means that you hate jews just like hitler and it's <laughs> it's 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 insane it is it is really like one of the most foremost like critical thinking tests of like can you see past the bullshit i've experienced like in my lifetime and it's the one like slightly silver lining that's going on is you do see some people speaking out i mean you know corbin has always been a king but you see ilan omar bernie they they have been they've been keeping it real uh, i believe it was ilan omar or uh maybe rashida talib yeah maybe rashida talib uh who who just straight up called it an apartheid state 
And Meghan McCain was yeah. like, every Democrat should be asked whether or not they think Israel is an apartheid state. And it's just like, worst person you know has a great point. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even it, even AOC like, called it an apartheid state, I believe. That's mm. great. You know, I, you know, you never know with her sometimes. So I, 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 yeah. I hesitate it feels to random with her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, so that's good. And people are, you know, the the Western libs are going apeshit that there's any dissent at all because it used to be just 100 percent absorbed. So that is nice to see, and that kind of was nice to see in the IGN thing that to to bring us back around. Yeah, we need uh, to get back course, on the topic that we actually set out to yeah. discuss. <laughs> yeah. Just to quickly clarify, I googled it, and the death toll uh, is just under 200 um, at this point. Ugh. Yeah, it's ugly. What were you saying, Reese? To, to continue on with the IGN story, we were very pleased with uh, IGN. They, they had the Palestinian flag on their kind of website header. Mm. And then, like, the next morning, IGN Israel, which is just, which is like a punchline. Uh, <laughs> Um, posted like an Instagram story just being like, we are disgusted. We were not talked to uh, about this list of Palestinian charities. Like, it's not, this, if you read the statement, it wasn't even really like, it didn't speak the truth. You know, it was just like, people are dying and, uh, you know, this is how we can help people. And, uh, and they were just like, no, no one's going to be helping uh, the families of murdered children on our watch. Um, and they uh, and they, first they took down the Palestinian flag from the header and kind of had a more neutral Red Cross thing, and now it's just all been deleted. One thing I do want to pull from the IGN Israel statement real quick, okay, uh, is one little thing they do is uh, they say we at IGN Israel support the is the Israel state brackets obviously and support mm -hmm. the IDF soldiers who are doing everything to keep us all safe these tough days. Um, so they're just kind of reaffirming that um, agreement and obedience to the state of Israel is is just a it doesn't even need to be to be said if you are Israeli. That's kind of the idea that they're trying to reinforce. And then they often that is extended to Jewish people everywhere, mm. uh, which is sort of an insidious fucking thing that uh, that happens. Just wanted to point yeah. that out in their little statement. One of the oh yeah the the most I don't know uh, to me it's like annoying and disgusting like most things conservatives do but one of what i'm sure to like actually jewish people it's it's horrifying where they just they treat like the home country of like american jewish people as, as israel they yeah they, like yeah. even though these are like people who are born and raised in the united states might not have even ever been to israel they're just sort of like how dare you say something about that like about that about your home country israel it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, th I mean, that's a big part of why, like, a, a huge number of right-wing Zionists in America are, like, really awful anti-Semitic Christians, because they, yeah, they hate Jewish people, and the idea of there being somewhere they can, you know, uh, encourage them all to fuck off to is very appealing to them as well, and that's a, that's a mm. lot of the American support base for Israel, which is not, um, yeah. probably not great for Jewish people anywhere. <laughs> And, yeah. and the reason that they love them, we, it should be pointed out, is because Israel is the dawn of revelations, the end of yeah. the world, where, you know, they'll be lifted up and we get to watch us as we, you know, descend into hell. It's just yeah. unhinged bullshit. Yeah, um, doomsday cult shit. 
specifically like when the Jews are are in control of Israel again is like that when the, apparently when the end times are supposed to come and God's supposed to come down to give every like conservative Christian, you know, take them up to heaven and we always just get to wallow in hell, you know, not like we're not mm. like now, you know. Yeah, <laughs> totally unlike now. <laughs> um, I, I grew up in a pretty Christian household and like every Sunday, like we'd go to church and there'd be some Israel stuff and then we'd watch John fucking Hagee. Um, and oh, wow. Always the second half of John Hagee's stuff was like a discussion about Israel and the end times. And then like there was always like a paid commercial that was like part of the show about like his trips to Israel and just like the the like focal points of like the end times and you know the history too. But it's it was an obsession. And John Hagee is one of the biggest American lobbies for Israel. It is yeah. insane how intertwined it is, and and they'll they don't tell you to your face why it's so intertwined, which is the already mentioned apocalypse, the doom. Yeah, cult. it's fucking insane. Yeah, the fucking doom, like anti-Semitic doom cult. Because one of the things, uh, you know, about the revelations, like the rapture, is that uh, you're supposed to believe in that Jesus is the Son of God, or else you get stuck here on Earth with the rest of us plebs so uh mm. yeah all the, all the jewish people that they're supposedly you know allies with uh they think that they're going to hell yeah and that's fine as long as they support the fucking apartheid state um but if you can find like one idiot uh with a palestinian flag saying something gross about jewish people in i'm pretty sure this was in the uk yeah then uh <laughs> you know the, the whole of, of palestine is forfeit and you can't support them that's racism Exactly. Uh, so we, we've got off onto, I mean, this is a, a topic that lends itself to Yeah, there's to so tangents. much to yeah. it. Is, yeah. It is a fucking nightmare topic <laughs> that's like, it involves doomsday cults. It's, in, it's, a fucking, it's a fucking genocide. It's like a, it's like a new colonial project. Yeah. You know, it's only, Israel's only been like a thing since, uh, since 1947, I think. Yeah. And so it's not like this is some ancient fucking country or culture it's like literally just invented whole cloth in the 40s and 50s and it's just been going if anything even more insane as like the time marches on or no sorry i think it was 1948 because that that would be when the uh the nakba was oh okay there's a lot of history here despite it like the short time that it's existed and every single part of it is just like something out of you, it's almost hard to believe, like, the details of, like, how and why, like, the conservative Christian right, like, supports Israel. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, there are other reasons to support Israel. As, as said by our wonderful president, Joe Robinette Biden, where he was like, if, we had, if there wasn't an Israel, we would have to invent an Israel to protect our interests in the region. It's that like, was the most honest thing I'd ever heard that fucking demon say. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good way to describe it. The whole, the whole thing, everyone involved with, uh, with this is demonic. Like, yeah, I, I'd like to bring this uh, back around just to go, the IGN thing. Hopefully, we can stay um, on it. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, just because that that is what brings the topic here. Um, you know, we could, I could bloviate about things I know nothing about for hours. But uh, among us, 
<laughs> Remy Ismael uh, puts it perfectly with the IGN shit. Understand how important this is. This is him tweeting. Clearly, IGN and Game Informer editorial posted this under their editorial freedom. If these posts are gone, it very likely means their corporate owners stepped across the editorial barrier and forced the censorship of those humanitarian resources. It's not that they said, we don't want to talk about this subject. They're specifically just like, don't help people who are dying in destitute. That is, that is, you talk about, you know, ethics and game journalism and politics surrounding this, you know, there's so much stupid frippery. And this is just like easily the darkest thing that's ever happened. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I don't, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'm being hyperbolic, but I don't think so. Well, Reese, clearly this has nothing to do with ethics because I don't see titties anywhere being removed, so. Oh, maybe they should have put titties on the the Palestinian flag. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, wow, that's... (laughs) We're going to make everybody mad this episode. (laughs) But I I agree. And uh, and let me just say, on the pettiest possible way, uh, IGN... Could have just lapped Kotaku and Polygon and the social justice front, you know, just come from behind, just absolutely ate their lunch. Uh, and I would thought that that was very funny considering, you know, until they got to uh, sniping at IGN about this, uh, Kotaku and Polygon had nothing to say. Their individual yeah. reporters did, uh, but they, they did not, they stayed in their lane and they had plenty of time to say something. So I'm not giving them any credit now that they get to bite a little at IGN. As bad as it is, uh, Kotaku did follow up on IGN, you know, and they, ev- they eventually posted their own article, and, you know, as much as it fucking sucks, uh, the, Kotaku one, the Kotaku one is still up, <laughs> which is yeah. very indicative of, like, fucking IGN's, like, ownership, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I'm being too too harsh on them, but you know, I it's I I I feel like IGN kind of opened the floodgates, you yeah. know, and that was the that was the brave thing to do. Um, yeah, I mean, they so were that, first. That, 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 they were the yeah, first yeah. ones, and they they like went full bore at it. They had like the fucking is Palestinian flag in the header, which is like it's it's honestly displaying a remarkable amount of bravery that basically nobody expects from IGN. Uh, yeah. Yeah. IGN is not like the, they're not the website that goes into like topics of social justice. They're fucking IGN. They're the place you yeah. go to like see a, a nine point something or other attached to every single trip, shitty triple a open world game. Yeah. They're not even hard hitting with fucking video games. No, exactly. <laughs> like you could barely, this is a website that can barely review video games and yeah. They, and somehow they were the ones who were like first and honestly hardest to the plate. Um, when it came to Palestine, which is like, gotta give them like respect for that. Like, holy shit. The Palestinian flag flew over seven different guides to mass effect. Legendary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to take this moment to um to have like a little trip to the salt mines if you two don't mind. Oh, oh let's, let's go there. 
A surprise trip to the salt mine? Well, Ooh. it's not that much of a surprise. I've been ragging on this for like the past day or so, but uh, <laughs> one of gaming's biggest dipshits, and that's really saying something, Colin Moriarty felt the need to, to weigh in on the situation with IGN. So his tweet, I find this so strange, not for any other reason than IGN's seeming, seemingly increasing need to shove the personal politics of its staff into the faces of its readers at every possible turn, quote, no matter how unassociated with their product or completely irrelevant to their audience it is. And this comes to us from uh, American Truck Songs 8 at Ethan Gatch, who was a staff writer at Kotaku, go figure, uh, where he found a, a walkthrough on IGN uh, from Colin Moriarty <laughs> for Mega Man 6 that says, this FAQ and all 24 other of my FAQ slash walkthroughs are now dedicated to the over 6,000 innocent people killed in the World Trade Center and Pentagon terrorist attacks in New York City. Like, like even before going into the hypocrisy here, that's such a fucking funny thing to do. I mean, I'd yeah. I'd like to dedicate my Mega Man <laughs> walkthrough to yeah, it's victims of 9-11. It's not like fucking IGN just in an unrelated article. Like, an unrelated article was just like, oh, by the way, I d we dedicate, like, reset <laughs> this, this guy to the top five titties in video games to the people of Palestine who are resisting uh, <laughs> uh, Zionist or Israeli occupation. No, they just had an article like giving links to how you can support these people you know it's just like it, it's one fucking article it was so diplomatic it was it was so it, it wasn't even anti-israel in any way really so much as it was just like kind of pro-palestine yeah uh, but that, even that is too much people are dying on only one side here despite what yeah. the discussion of rocks are are being put forward yeah Exactly. And it's just like, Colin Moriarty is like, to give you some fucking background on this idiot, kind of funny co-founder Colin Moriarty quits in wake of sexist tweet. Womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> this is his tweet from 2017. Ah, peace and quiet. Hashtag day without a woman. <laughs> so it's just like, oh my god. This is just like a grade A dipshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a banger of a tweet. Uh, <laughs> what a shithead, I love it. Yeah, and it, it just like, um, he, is, he is one of game, gaming's biggest dipshits, and it, it really is just because he is basically a shill for the Koch brother psyop mm -hmm. uh, ideology of libertarianism. I would like to read his uh, dedication to 9-11 and the Mega Man 6 fact in full. All right, go ahead. This fact and all 24 other of my fact slash walkthroughs are now dedicated to the over 6,000 innocent people killed in the World Trade Center and Pentagon terrorist attacks in New York City, New York, and Washington, D.C. on September 11, 2001. To all of the innocent working people, the New York firemen, as well as other emergency workers, you will always be remembered. We won't stop until we bring these criminals to justice. Your deaths were, all caps, not in vain. God bless America, death to all terrorists of all races everywhere. <laughs> I feel like this is really a little time capsule of how insane 
um, everyone got after 9-11. I remember somebody talking about like how how much support in the Israeli population there is for the horrible shit that the IDF does. Yeah, yeah, Vincent Bevins, who who wrote the Jakarta Method, I think it was, I was talking about about it on Twitter, and someone was like, you know, have you ever seen anything quite like this? And he said uh, what he saw that was worse um, was America just after 9-11, just like that rabid, unquestioning, this is our enemy, we will destroy them no matter what, they're not even human sort of mentality, um, mm -hmm. I think would be familiar to anyone who was alive around that time it was fucking crazy it was truly wild and not not accurately depicted in in anything i've really seen in terms of like other than just like straight up documentation of the era like it, it's just has never been replicated it's all kind of like a much fuzzier like recollection but it was so dark and so complete either people were just like checked out or i don't know it worked propaganda just just worked yeah it, i mean we were coming in on uh about 10 years into the a world without the ussr and and where there was no competing ideology uh even superficially anymore um that's why the 90s were such a fucking cultural wasteland in a lot of ways um mm -hmm. so we were just coming out of that and then suddenly America, who had not experienced any sort of attack on its own soil since probably like fucking Pearl Harbor, uh, all of a sudden there's this really big spectacle of an attack right in New York City. Like everyone's brains were so primed to be dissolved and they were just, just scooped up by that. Yeah, Dick Cheney saw an opportunity and he took it. Yeah, and it was so all-encompassing. Like, um... I think it's like a Lindsay Ellis video uh, about like protest songs. Uh, I watched a little while ago that made a really good point about how, um, like, you know, there's loads of protest songs around Vietnam and stuff. But when uh, when 9-11 happened and then the Forever Wars began, artists were all just like making songs about how awesome it is and how America is going to kick your ass and stuff. And it was like the the bare minimum of like, you know, the cultural aspect of opposing wars that existed in a lot of the 20th century was just gone. And it was all like culture in service now of US aggression. I, the, I think it's the Toby Keith song where he's just the, the venom with, he says the boot in your ass, maybe be the mm. worst lyric in American history, just because of the, like the, the, the darkness, like surrounding it, like what it actually means and entails for, what what everybody at the moment felt about American Empire. It it's insane. Yeah, when I hear that now, the um the footage of I think like it was probably like a helicopter shooting civilians that I think Chelsea Manning leaked. You probably know the one. Everyone saw that one. Like mm. shot a bunch of civilians and then like someone came and tried to pick them up to bring them to a hospital and then they shot all those people. It was like a camera on the helicopter or whatever. Um I, that just plays in my head <laughs> whenever I hear any of that fucking music from that era, because that's just the reality of what of what that sort of cultural bravado was was leading to, basically. Mm -hmm. That song, by the way, is called "Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue" in parentheses. The Angry American. Jesus Ugh. Christ! Fucking repulsive. Anyways, sorry, sorry to go off on that tangent. I'm just saying death to the USA forever, that's all. Yeah, 100%. And uh, another thing is just, like, 
one of the the issues with like right wing drooling morons like Colin Moriarty and his little yeah. reactionary fan base. And I, I want to, I have like a nice example here from uh, the Grumpy Bee. AOC tweeted out some thing. I don't really care about Magic the Gathering. And then Magic the Gathering, at Magic the Gathering, the official Magic the Gathering account said, you're cool with us too. And then the Grumpy Bee, he's, he's very upset. And I, this goes straight into like the thing about how um, basically anything that's right wing is not political, but anything that is like even remotely associated with the left is super political. Mm -hmm. um, Grumpy Bee says, a lot of paying customers don't like her. Retract and declare apolitical. <laughs> declare apolitical at once. The fucking retract yeah. and declare apolitical is the fucking funniest, like, <laughs> idiot thing to say possible. Yeah, that's... Ugh. And then what he follows it up with is very funny, where, like, Nostradamus replies, right-wing gamers are worth alienating, and then Grumpy B is... We were here before your kind. We will be here long after. Games inherently, mechanically, fundamentally lean right. It gets inside you. Eventually, it forces you out or you join the right side. Creatives can rage against it, but they can't change the bedrock facts. And when he says creatives, do you mean the people like creating all the fucking supposedly right-wing games you're playing? You idiot. Creatives just means people he doesn't like. Yeah, and it's like, mechanically, games are right-leaning. And I mean, there is something to say about that, that it's basically, you know, 90... Well, a bunch of games are, like, just use violence, but I don't think that, uh... That, uh, that like, affects anyone's opinions about, like, politics. I don't know, I feel like the more video games I play, the more of a communist I become. Because yeah. so many of them are are such wasted potential because of whatever jerk-offs own the company. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, what... I, I, I agree with him that the mechanics lean right-wing. I mean, they've got microtransactions for every single fucking thing in, <laughs> in like, yeah, a Star true. Wars game. <laughs> I don't think most people's reactions to that is like, oh, well, I love this. Let me become even more of, like, a deranged capitalist drone. Which is appropriate I guess he's, for Grumpy He's admitting B. that he's a, an easily influenced idiot, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's like, he's contradicting himself in that he's like, at the one hand, he wants things to be apolitical, but then he just like, games are fundamentally right-wing. Pick a side, dumbass. Yeah, you know, apolitically right-wing. Well, I mean, <laughs> that basically describes what people think the United States and Israel are. Yeah, yeah, that's what they actually think. And it, it's... These people are fucking morons, you know? Exactly. Uh, and I, I find it so funny because she, it, it doesn't seem to me that she was even like saying anything like AOC. She just, I like Magic the Gathering. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck she said. Like, I don't, personally, I don't care. But it's just like people yeah. lose their mind about AOC. And it's like, <laughs> retract and declare apolitical. Oh, I just wanted to draw our attention to this tweet, which is from the Grumpy Bee, which is about the attack on the AP building connected to journalism is not a crime. Uh, you know, people kind of defending the AP in this situation. The Grumpy Bee says, 
targeting the enemy's propaganda wing is legit. Which idiot. And again, uh, I want to reiterate, the Associated <laughs> Press has been covering for Israel so fucking much this past week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to these right-wing idiots. It's just like, just dogmatic in a, to the point where it's deeply embarrassing. Not that that, mm-hmm. you know, really matters, but I, I see this and I go, cringe, buddy. It's a cringe, genocidal opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, he's showing how, like absurdly right-wing he is because you get this with the far right in the uk where they think the bbc is like run by communists even though it basically does pr for the conservative party um because just the fact that ap will like admit that anyone has died on the palestinian side or admitted that there were airstrikes at all that it becomes far left pro-palestine propaganda in the eyes of someone like this even if they always you know couch it in an excuse for why it's fine yeah all right so we've talked about this about a bit i think we the problem is with this topic is that we keep getting off topic because there's so much to talk about and (laughs) i think we mostly covered it i think we're ready to move on i think you know we kind of tossed a couple of these things in there with the purpose of having a broad discussion uh i've said all my points anyway yeah uh Free Palestine, long live the uh, liberatory IGN People's Army. (laughs) Amen. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, so our next topic of today is, uh, surprisingly, about actual video games for once. Which, I know, we barely talk about them. (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, we hate them, we think they shouldn't exist, but we keep playing them anyway which is we're sick, our, sick people to our yeah. infinite shame. Um, <laughs> and specifically we want to talk about a thread, <laughs> uh, concerning, uh, lady vampire mommy, uh, otherwise known as uh, lady Dimitrescu. Um, yeah. And, uh, Reese, you, you have actually played the vampire mommy video game and you have things to say about it. So enlighten us, will you? Both Kay and I have uh, beaten it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I right. I forgot you've been streaming it. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's a good game. Um, it's it's a fun Resident Evil. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Mercenaries is back. But the greatest shame, and I think this is an important announcement, uh, a bit of a spoiler, but Lady Dimitrescu is only in the first, I don't know, 20% of the game. There's yeah. there's four there's four lords that you have to defeat you know you, you know bosses that you have to overcome and she is the first and best Damn. as much as I like the game overall so mm-hmm. it's all downhill from the beginning um, and, and <laughs> everyone has to know that and Kay has uh, made an excellent tweet where they said that they're waiting for the mod that puts Lady Dimitrescu in everything. I mean, I cannot agree more. It is, That's right. It is the true heart of the game. It really just goes to show like how unexpected, um, I think, the, the popularity, the breakout popularity of this character is for Capcom. Mm-hmm. Because they were just like, oh yeah, we got four different dipshits that you have to kill. And this is, the, this is just the first one. So here's the demo with her. And like, after they got that initial response, they're like, oh, holy shit, people really like this character. We better put her on all the fucking advertisements for it. Yeah, but it was too late to put her in the rest of the game. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe, 
you know, fingers crossed, maybe like in the expansion stuff that they do for these Resident Evil games, they'll be like, okay, now here's a here's a story completely about Lady Dimitrescu. Um, oh, that'd be cool. They might. That, I mean, that that would be a, a good move. It's I a possibility. Think. So you know, yeah. maybe you can hold out hope for even for more for more Vampire Mommy. Everyone's thirsty for Vampire Mom. They just can't get That's enough. That's right. Can't well, get she's enough. she's by far the most palatable of the characters in Resident Evil. You don't see the hero Ethan quote hero protagonist. Um, and there's like a, a weird shitty little doll. There's a mm. fish monster and an <laughs> incel. And so it's like <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu is by far the, the the one you would want to see. And I yeah. think in a little bit in Capcom's defense, this thread by Xavier CK3D, who is a, a 3D artist, went ham uh, describing why Lady Dimitrescu is, is unique. The other issue with that is that there's a lot of Elizabeth Warren-esque tier commentary in the middle of it, so I'm looking for... Yeah, we, we do not endorse all of this man's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> when we were... Oh my fucking god. Uh, let me find... We were talking about this earlier, and it was like, when I posted, like, I, I quote tweeted this, and I was like, oh my god, I never realized this about uh, character design, and like the uncanny valley of like some characters. And it's like, a lot of people were like who is this why am i blocked by them and <laughs> i think that reese went back <laughs> and searched their tweets and holy fucking shit there's a tweet from 2019 oh let me let me read this one from xavier <laughs> bernie announcing he's running for 2020 and when there are already half a dozen women who've Announced their candidacy is the most white guy move imaginable. Uh, <laughs> what a dweeb. Uh, a fucking dweeb. And then, like, one of the responses is like, waiting for Bernie bros to split the vote again. It's just like, <laughs> you absolute fucking moron. Yeah. And it's the first seven tweets in this thread, which I, which I, which does get good, it's talking about. Like condemning the datification of games, which I think is overall a fake idea. Yes, there is rampant sexism in games, of course, but like the I, the datification meme is like based off of like Last of Us and God of War and stuff like that. I feel is like very very overwrought as a thing to condemn. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I don't know. As yeah, like, like toxic I, masculinity, it's just like yeah. I I definitely wouldn't even accept that a lot of the games in question are are toxic in the first place. You know. Yeah, it it it's like maybe perhaps you know a little a little basic in presentation. You know, not not a foundational text. Right. Now that we're gender. done telling you how much of a dipshit this person is, let's get into why we agree with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, but but they are correct. Uh, to to start the thread uh, after the, the datification talk. However, I do think she represents a sea change in how women are being thought of as characters in game. Lady D isn't a complex or particularly interesting written character. She's a cartoon villain, but her simple visual presentation is a sign of bigger eh, things. I really want to talk about this bit that gets really into the specifics about her facial features. That something that Honestly, when I got to this point of the thread, it kind of blew my mind a little bit, uh, which might have had something to do with me being very high at the time. 
but <laughs> yeah, to, to, to take it away get to the good part all right so i'm skipping ahead to like this part talking about her uh her facial features like lady d has visible facial wrinkles even in her neutral pose and a distinct nasolabial fold which is like um the two lines on either side of your nose that go down to like the corners of your mouth which like every fucking person has um yeah but like they make an incredibly good point like these are things you simply do don't see on most female game characters even when they're supposed to be quite old from my personal experience making triple a characters this is significant most 3d characters in general and women specifically are art directed not to have facial folds or wrinkles that's how you get weird wrinkle free extreme expressions like this one of anna from frozen which the 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 fucking thing he shows honestly is like fucking uncanny valley if you like look at it like she's creating this yeah. bizarre expression with like your teeth bared like a fucking doll yeah it looks like a skeleton <laughs> like a, a skeleton like she doesn't have skin there's no like motion <laughs> in the skin yeah exactly and so it's just like, like lady d's facial model and whatever post work they did on her retains natural smile lines and cheek dimples which you don't see on most characters there's a tendency to smooth these things out, which I've experienced firsthand. Even in the fairly neutral lighting of the scanning stage, you can see that Stephanie Justin's very slight nas nasolabial fold has been smoothed out for Quiet's model. This is a common practice and meant to make char female characters look more young and beautiful. This is not restricted to female models. I've personally done this on male models after being art directed to do so. I can't show that work because of copyright restrictions, but I don't exactly have any reason to lie. It was also the right choice for the given thing, so shrug. So this this is like the most important thing. Like he he shows this side by side of like quiet from the the video game Love Happy Gears Five, and uh, <laughs> the the actress who they got for like the facial mocap model, and, and like. It, it's made me realize, like, something I've, I think I've maybe realized subconsciously about, like, female video game uh, models in that they, they don't look like fucking human beings. You know what no. I mean? They just, like, they're so, they're so fucking smooth. It took somebody, like, actually pointing it out for me to be like, oh my god. This is sort of why, like, video game characters have such, like, an uncanny valley look to them, because they just don't look like human beings. Yeah. yeah, they're they're all uh, like like this guy says earlier in the thread. They're all like eighteen to twenty is is the look that they're all going for. Man, I had I think even eighteen to twenty year olds have like this na nasolabial fold thing. Like they have like lines on their face. It's just like these are perfectly smooth beings. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say it's even yeah it's even more ridiculous than that because they're taking um like a, a mocap actor like the one in the example here. She's probably like mid 20s in this picture you know she looks fine she looks young but that's not enough you know <laughs> it has to be completely smooth any sign of age or imperfection has to be this is a off. very obviously beautiful woman and yeah. they've taken her and they've sanded out all like the features of her face and, and yeah. it should be underlined that the the features are the, the nasolabial fold is very slight as he says it's so it, slight Mm -hmm. And and it's just, there's no reason not to put it in, and it just makes it look weird. And and it and you know I always kind of thought in the back of my head that you know yes it's sexist, but video games are like this just because they they can't for some reason they're just like not talented enough. No, it's of course like a directed stupidity. 
Yeah. So what we're saying is Lady Dimitrescu is the first video game character to look like a person. Kind of, yeah. Like, she's, other than her size, of course, she's really normal looking. Like her face, she just kind of looks like a person. There's nothing that abnormal yeah, like, about it, which I think is, is quite striking. And the proportions of her body, it's like, she, like she doesn't have like a, te a teeny tiny minuscule waist. You know, it's like for once we have a video game character uh, like ninety percent proportion like a normal human being, uh, you know, a very very big <laughs> a normal human being. That's the hilarious irony is that she is seven hundred feet tall and <laughs> looks more realistic than any other video game woman. And 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 you know he points out its significance because she's very purposefully sexualized as like you mm. know thirties forties woman. And he talks about like the the way that they they tailor the dress on her to make it alluring and the way that you know the breasts while you know giant and maybe a little you know silly in presentation in this in this game are thoughtfully done in a real way and i and that's that's interesting lady d got big naturals everyone yes, else right. just got everyone else just got boob implants uh, Alton, I gotta correct you. The biggest snatchers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, I mean, she's hot as shit, and that's significant, because she's, yeah, like it says in the thread, she's like 40. And you just, you just don't see that. It compares it to um, uh, every other character in this thread that we see looks like, they look like an 18-year-old who has then been airbrushed, you know? Like, they don't look normal at all. Like, there's, there's Tifa for Final Fantasy. There's uh, even your fucking um, your wife in the in the same game, Mia. Yeah. Um, who is she's got to be, it like at least mid thirties at this point. She's had a fucking yeah. child. She looks like a fucking fifteen year old, uh, at least in her face. Yeah. Um, like it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's 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 clear. It's like not even like Resident Evil is so progressive, but it's this one portrayal is just incredibly interesting and that mm -hmm. I, I think legitimately part of what makes her stand out is yeah. that it in a, in a subconscious way it's like very interesting and that that realism like you know it connects through the screen you know I think if they'd smoothed her out and she was just giant in a big booba dress you know like I think I'm sure plenty of people would jack off to it of course but it wouldn't have the same earth shattering impact Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, good job, Warren Moron. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, excellent point. You know your shit. And so, yeah. uh, you have to really know your shit to get kudos from uh, the uh, just absolutely broke brained, Bernie brained, Bernie uh, goblins. Bernie Goblins, <laughs> um, uh, the kind of with the kind of host that the second he sees somebody with purple glasses, he searches their Twitter name and Sanders <laughs> to see what they say. Uh. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny to me because like one of the things I was joking about. I was going to say we should put a disclaimer before we talked about them that if they supported Elizabeth Warren, we condemn them. And like, <laughs> before Reese like searched for Sanders and his timeline, it was like, holy fucking shit. 
like man did i call that <laughs> yeah there was, I, I mean that, that that's the a little peek into our depraved spider web of talks where we're just like this is a really interesting point how can we make this about <laughs> something that happened a year ago <laughs> pretty much um, yeah uh, and we will continue continue to do that for the rest of our lives yeah never let it go yeah, how fucking how fucking no! You idiots will never be allowed to forget that you're the person you support ate shit in her own fucking state and came in third. You know what? Uh, my big theory for um the importance of social change is people need to get better at holding grudges. <laughs> like uh, yeah. when the Dems fuck you over, you need to not be able to be won over by a few like nice words four years later. You need to remember what they did. You need to you need to really hang on to that. This is the, the <laughs> this is the fucking the book of grudges theory of uh, political change. Yeah, unironically, that's it. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that has some merit because I saw a lot of people like seeing Joe Biden's like very meager reforms, just like something that was like wildly needed, um, just just to keep the the engine running. And people were like, oh, "Look at aren't we so? It's so great." The that next we FDR. For yeah exactly and then like the next day he's just he's just like uh there are jobs for you unemployed dipshits yeah uh, get back to work and it's just like yep great work everybody we're not legalizing weed we have no pri we're not it's not a priority for us something that would make us outrageously popular if we did just like yeah this and this fucking asshole fired like all this is just getting way off topic but he fucking fired all the staffers who would like filled out this form that like admitted they had smoked weed yeah what a fucking oh my god that's uh, that's funny honestly i gotta say i gotta agree with joe biden on that one alton just because you how stupid do you have to be mm -hmm. to put that on your joe biden uh form or whatever when you turn things in you're like you, you, if you're gonna work in the white house you gotta be able to lie come on i mean yeah Help of course of course learn. they shouldn't have said it and of course like you know there are people who want to work in the joe biden administration so probably fuck them um yeah but yeah. It's, at the same time i can't help but get fucking angry at that like the hypocrisy like i know like hypocrisy is like the the most vapid and hollow thing to get upset about because it just everyone fucking does it and there's no fucking consequences ever but this motherfucker is but of course you're right you're right you're right this motherfucker this the motherfucker. son <laughs> his fucking son is like the king of smoking crack and he's like, he's he won't let his fucking interns smoke a little weed. What the fuck? And he's just like, yeah. I love you, my sweetie, precious, special boy. Fuck <laughs> you. Go fuck yourself. The nepotism is unreal. Like, just a, a vile, corrupt sack of shit who's just like, uh, rules are for thee, not for me, and my yeah. my my disgusting offspring. And this is why. People need to develop the skill, and it is a skill, mm. of holding grudges <laughs> forever so that people remember the awful shit he does. And then, you know, if he throws you a tiny little baby-sized bone next week, you don't immediately fucking hard eyes emoji like, oh, my God, he's so great. I'll, I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you. We can get back together. I don't care if you hit me. It's fine. Like, it's such a fucking abusive relationship that people have with the Democrats at this point. It's it's. Oh, it's so sad. Learn how to hold a grudge. I heard some great advice uh, in my college years, which I think is 100% true. It's like somebody's like, the only way to, to live your life 
is to just like give completely fully to love your friends and give completely fully to just hate your enemies and never let never let it go i uh, agree and, completely yeah and, and i think that's 100 percent the truth is just like that that's the the other side of the coin with the idea of solid solidarity is that you know there are there's evil among us and yeah. it we we have to organize to purge that evil like Elizabeth Absolutely. Warren supporters. <laughs> oh man, that, that quote's going to come back to haunt me at some point. <laughs> I would like to take this opportunity to fully co-sign that quote. I'll go down with you, Reese. Thank you, Kay. All right. So I think that that covers, you know, unless you want to say anything, I think we've covered the Resident Evil stuff good. Let's close out. Let's close out on a happy yeah. note. Let's, let's close out yeah, on yeah. something, something we were all... We all have a good chuckle about. So this comes to us from the Daily Star. Scrabble officially bans racial slurs, leaving competitive players furious. <laughs> oh man, that's it. I'm 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 switching to upwards. That's right. Competitive Scrabble players have dubbed the new rules against using racial epithets and other offensive slurs as a form of misguided attempt at social manipulation. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. They're so Mattel, upset. which owns the rights to the game outside North America, has been accused of bowing down to political correctness. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love the idea of somebody who sees that they're they're Scrabble tiles, and they see they just you know they have the Z or whatever, mm -hmm. and they just have the N word spelled. These people are very upset that they have to use ginger instead now. Oh, oh, damn! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the company has refused to publish the list, but the official word checker now shows that the banned terms include epithets against black. Pakistani and Irish people, as they believe the terms have no place in a family game. This is, I would imagine if this was like in like actual video games, like the people like getting hugely competitive gamers getting hugely <laughs> mad about this. I mean, that's what's happening. It's like the competitive gamers are just like, you're closing off so many options. <laughs> I, I, I really love that there's a, the, that they're cutting off a game mechanic that where you can also be racist and the fury surrounding <laughs> that there, there is no topic more suited for this podcast even though there's not too much that i could say about it it's just chef's kiss perfect yeah i'm just in love with the idea that before now there were scrabble tournaments and people were like putting down the n-word and shit like what the fuck was going on was everyone <laughs> just like yeah well let's just count up those points and pretend we don't see it like what was happening <laughs> Oh man, just imagine there's, I'm imagining like a, like a shitty 80s movie, like where it's like Scrabble competition is like, oh, and the villain, the master of slurs, just like always <laughs> the one up like everybody, because he knows every slur. The slur master, he's too powerful. We have to <laughs> ban his slurs so that other people can win. We want to, if we want to save the rec center, you have to defeat the slur master. <laughs> That would honestly whip. I would watch that movie. Absolutely. <laughs> a slur master as played by Nick Mullen. <laughs> the protagonist has to like struggle with the, the ethical quandary of do, do I become the slur master as well to defeat him? Or do exactly. I try to figure out how to win this game without slurs? Well, Which well, it will be now... implied is nearly impossible. 
Well, the, this has to be the Come Town movie now. Adam is the protagonist. He's the weenus uh, who's trying to save the rec center and doesn't want to use slurs. And like, uh, and then Stavi is putting on the term. Yes, no, Stavi, no, Stavi is like his mentor. He's like his Mr. Miyagi s figure, and he, and it's like it's not that he doesn't have he doesn't learn slurs to use in battle. He has to use the light the light side of slurs, like slurs for British people and Americans. <laughs> oh my yeah, god yeah and, and, and he wins by I don't... <laughs> he, he he wins by spe by spelling ginger <laughs> just like it's spelled <laughs> out on it. oh man we've thinking way too hard about this and then it's and then it's like the end of eight mile where it's nick mullen is so mad that he's been called a ginger that he just like throws the scrabble table off the board and walks off <laughs> <laughs> all right Oh. Okay, I think I think that's the end of this episode. Yeah, coming to theaters yeah. near you. Nick Mullen is the slurp. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Oh god. Alright. So let's wrap things up. Kay, where can people find you on the internet and all your good stuff? You can find me lurking around the internet on Twitter.net at uh, K and Skittles, and you can find my my YouTube videos uh, on on YouTube, um, mm -hmm. also at K and Skittles. All right, Reese, where can people find you online? If I don't delete all my social media because I fear the response to the outrageous things I've said today, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at your very good bud. Uh, and on there, I have a YouTube account that sometimes I post fun things. All right. And you can find me at 8Altinate on Twitter, YouTube.com, Alton Plays, uh, where you can find our main account at Vigatoto on Twitter. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash Vigatoto, where $1 a month gets you access to all of our premium episodes, including uh, Video Games Are Okay Maybe, where we actually say nice things about video games. For once, uh, our Jeffrey Epstein episode where we reveal the secret of how Bobby Kotick snuck in and murdered him, and our Mountain Dew. Oh, bleep, bleep, bleep that out. They they have to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And our Mountain Dew horror story episodes where uh, me, Reese, and our friend Matt uh, discuss some of the most horrifying and just humiliating experiences we've ever had that were associated with a soft drink. Legitimately, the most vulnerable I've ever been <laughs> in a in a performance medium, and one of the most the funniest, most fucked up stories ever from Matt, which is just like it's worth the one dollar. Trust me. Right, yeah. You can find our website at uh, uh, videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co, uh, where you can see all our latest posts whenever I finish my monthly episode editing. <laughs> what do, what do we close out with? The right tone to end on is Elizabeth Warren did 9-11. <laughs> Alright, bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Uh